knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out Anchor. .fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your jig order. Welcome to the Paddle and Fan Podcast, the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, where we try to improve our skills as an angler by learning new techniques or improving the ones we already know. I'm your host, Ryan Milton. for noobs on the paddle and fin podcast i'm ryan milford as always and today we have a uh, pretty big angler this year and still really young so he's still got a lot of years to take fishing sport but we got jackson Orr on here tonight welcome uh, to the show jackson i really appreciate it thanks for having me on your podcast mr milford it means a lot <laughs> You can call me Ryan. Just, just so, <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know, right. I appreciate you, that. Make, making me feel like an old man. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I am almost twice your age, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah you, you, uh, you, you're 17. Is that right? Uh, 16. I'll turn 17 16. in December. Yeah. So, okay. um, I, my birthday's in December too. I'll turn 31. Really? <laughs> uh, gotcha. Hey, but, uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, 16 years, I, I couldn't imagine being where you're at at 16. Aww. So, like, I'm, I'm kind of jealous of you in a way <laughs> because, <laughs> because I'm 31 and still trying to figure this thing out. And it's like you got it pretty figured out already. Oh, uh, no, but, I've uh, been I've been very blessed. It's been such an incredible journey. So that's awesome. And that that's a, another thing that. Um, that I like about you is you're like you're, you're so humble, <laughs> like like you seem like a really amazing young man. Oh, I and, really, uh, so I really I, appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, so I, I look forward to getting to know you a little bit more tonight, and uh, you know, learning a little bit about how you like to fish and and whatnot. Hey, you got into the fall fishing up there yet? I have. Yeah, I actually. Uh, since I'm in, I'm located in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I fished in the 
Columbus Day KBF Challenge, which was um, fall, I guess, and caught some bass there. And then tomorrow, I'm actually heading up to Grand Rapids, Michigan to fish the Grand River and uh, Spring Lake up there for a tournament. So, yeah. Is that a kayak tournament? It it is, yeah. It's a... it's not a super big one, but it's one to. I don't know. It's a. It's going to be a fun tournament. I'm looking forward to it. And fall is actually one of my favorite times of the year to catch bass. It's fun. I've. Uh, I think I've said here already. Yeah, I've been bass fishing for only for like six years. This is my first year that I've actually done decent at it. And usually by fall, I've done give up and said, you know what first actually made it through i i'm looking forward to this uh fall bite but well i guess we're probably kind of into it already but anyways i don't really know what i'm doing approaching it so i've been asking people uh how they approach it yeah so. um so, oh go ahead no run with it oh i, I was gonna <laughs> say, i I was going to say, I know a lot of people and myself, uh, I like, personally, I like using vibration baits because I, I tend to um, see in the fall, I guess, you can reel a bait however fast you want to and they'll just smack it. It's almost like springtime where they're super hungry, fall, they're, um, in my opinion, right before the winter, um, when fall's happening, they just want to eat all the food they can and chatterbait or a tungsten knocker made by picasso lures those are my two favorite um baits to throw in the fall like tomorrow um my game plan is just to uh, find a weed line and throw a chatterbait until i get five fish <laughs> go right. out go out kind of deep so um what what do you usually throw with the chatterbait i know we touched on chatterbaits a little bit with Brad Higgs, uh, but where do you like what's your color selection what's your trailer selection usually with a chatterbait yeah it uh it depends on the water clarity if the water is or it depends like what is the base um like food in there so say if it's uh like shad and it's clear water i'll go with kind of like a green pumpkin white color or if it's uh like shad and a darker color water i'll go with kind of like a maybe even like a black with a little white specks in it or like dark. If the water's more tinted, I'll go with like a black and blue or if it's clear, I'll go with more like a, like a more natural presentation, I guess you could say. But what about trailer selection? Is that Tra- very dependent on a, um, it depends almost like, I guess this is only, this is my opinion. Like it, in my personal preference, like it depends like, I fished Chickamauga early this year, and I know there's, like, a lot of crawfish and crayfish in there. So I I went with kind of – it's called a, a Zoom Speed Craw. That's what I went with. Um, uh, those are, that's my favorite. Yeah, I, I <laughs> lo- yeah, I love them. I love the action they make with, like, the two crawls. And then I also, towards the end of the year in the summer, I really like using – the Gary Yamamoto Zako, Zakos, and um, they make so many colors in that. I 
love the green pumpkin color and the Tennessee shad colors. Those are my two favorite colors. So I'll just do that. So little story with that is I'd never used a zoom speed crawl. Yeah. Until, uh, until with Brad Hicks, when I first joined Paddle and Finn, we were talking about chatterbaits, and he said he'd put one of those on his uh, chatterbait. And so I was going to give it a try. I was at a store, and he actually, well, actually, he said he used the uh, the Z-Man Turbo Crawl. And so I was lo- looking for those in a, in a store, and the guy said they didn't have any, but the, he said that they're pretty much the same, which I looked it up later. They are very similar. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up getting those, and I've been putting them on my my jigs, and I I've had a lot of success with those. I, yeah. I'm really liking those. Where are you targeting when um, in the fall time? Are you targeting more like bank or or around around certain types of structure, or how you doing it? Right. So, what if I've never fished a lake before, and I don't really know what the where the fish are going or what they're exactly doing. Um, I'm just going to find a weed line. It doesn't like tomorrow. Um, let's say, cause I've never been to spring Lake and I'm just going to go out kind of deep and find a weed line or a drop off and just dr- kind of slow roll that chatterbait almost. But I usually, if I fish the lake before or ha- even haven't, I guess I just go and, use my transducer and mark bait. And if I find bait, then I will just throw a chatterbait, a spinnerbait or swim bait and just try to catch them. And then if I find them, I'll maybe move to something more finesse and try to get a bigger bite almost if that works. And I guess that's how I approach it. Okay. Now those weed lines, are you looking for like a more shallow weed line? Are you looking for a deeper weed line or does it matter? Uh I, my personal preference, I like deeper weed lines almost like sit, like say like I'll sit in like 25, 20 feet of water and I'll cast, I don't know, like, like eight, nine, maybe even 10 feet of water right over and kind of make my chatterbait go right over that weed line. All right. Cool. See, I, I still got to upgrade my fish finder on my kayak. I got a little cheap $40 thing on there. Yeah. I, I got it. I definitely, I've learned a lot this year to know I've got to upgrade so I can be able to find more stuff like that. What brand are you looking at for your future? Honestly, I haven't looked into it, so uh, I don't really know yet. Yeah. Knowing me, you know, I fish on a budget, so it's probably not going to be something too fancy, you know, maybe one or two hundred bucks, but... Hey, they do. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long as it does the job, you know. Right, for sure. So, you you got any other techniques that you uh, you like to use during the fall time? I do. I like uh, like finesse. I really like finesse fishing and slow fishing. Uh, I, the wacky rig sinker that works all year round. Uh, I love throwing that. Um, I will actually put a nail in the fat end of the wacky of the Sanko and kind of make it more like a Nico rig almost and throw that in deeper water. And then I also really like throwing the Ned rig deep and shallow. The bass love it. Small fish, big fish, anything will eat that Ned rig. (laughs) You know, that's everybody say I've only caught one fish ever on a Ned rig. Really? Really? But to be fair, 
thrown it a whole lot, but mm-hmm. I have a hard time casting it. it yeah. It's just so light. I I don't know. Hard time. Yeah. Yeah. It's on. It's get it. <laughs> it's almost painful to use too because you you got to fish it so slow sometimes. I know there's uh I don't personally do it, but I know there's anglers out there that actually kind of reel theirs in kind of slow because it almost looks like a little minnow. I've never done that before, but I've heard that works. But yeah, I just I use a one tenth ounce uh, green pumpkin uh, shroom head and then. Uh, Picasso Lures also makes uh, some uh, some Ned Rig jig heads, so I, I use those a lot. Have Have you used any of the? You know, I noticed a couple companies have come out with some weedless uh, Ned Ned Rig heads. Have, have you used any of those yet? I have. Yeah, I actually uh, Picasso Lures came out with one four or five months ago. It's a uh, three prong titanium titanium uh like weed guard almost and it is phenomenal this some weeds still get on it but when you uh cast it against cover and wood and everything it's i have not had many problems doing that i i, I still need to get some of those and try them out yeah um, I, I might go for that picasso brand see see what they're all about they're awesome yeah the rhino heads and I mean, they're perfect. They come in green pumpkin and they come in black. They're awesome. And they, your Ned rig, your TRD never comes off. I never have any problems with that. It's just, it's hard to get on the hook because they have like a, I'm looking for the words, like a, like a bait holder almost. It's, yeah. it's hard to get on because it's elastic and everything, but it definitely pays off at the end of the day. Use the Z Man uh, Ned rig soft plastic. I or do. do you have a, okay. Yeah, I use the Z-Man, yeah. Yeah, you can catch 20 fish on that and use the same TRD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just don't mix them with any other soft plastics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> I've, I've actually had a couple that I believe have warped in, in like, from heat. Really? So I think that's something else. I believe that's what happened. I, can't, I left a pack in the truck. And uh, when I went to use them on the water, I pulled them out, and some of them were kind of warped. So that's the only explanation I could think of. Huh? Is the heat? I could be completely yeah. wrong. I don't no, know. No, that I th- I think you're right there. I've actually I've never had any problems with that, and I hopefully I don't jinx myself. But I, I my dad <laughs> my knock dad on wood, knock on wood, problems. yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> But yeah, gratefully. <laughs> uh, a wacky rig that you mentioned. I I've never caught a fish on that either. I've uh, really, yeah. I've, I've I haven't thrown it a whole lot. But that's another. I don't like throwing things that aren't because I'm prone to get hung up, regardless, and that just makes it ten times worse. Yeah. So, so I I haven't thrown it too much. Um. And I'm really – can you break down how you use a wacky rig? Yeah. So, I mean, in the summer, that is my absolute favorite bait to use. I, I love skipping it under docks and, I mean, cover, any co- cover. I love fishing it, like, in woods. Like, I was on the cross last weekend on the Mississippi River, and 
I was just skipping that straight through trees and brush and everything. And they were just inhaling it. I, my, that's like one of my favorite baits because it's easy to skip, I guess. And then I like using it outside of weed lines. I put that nail weight in the end and make it a Nico rig and just kind of drag it. And on Lake St. Clair, it's amazing for smallmouth. Just using that Nico rig and dragging it on the bottom, they'll inhale it. So it's a good bait well, for sure. That brings us up a question. I've heard um, people talk about the Nico rig. I don't actually know what it is. I, I haven't looked it up or anything. Can you break down what a Nico rig is? Yeah. So, I mean, it's basically a wacky rig. I, just, To my knowledge, it's basically a wacky rig and... On a Gary Yamamoto regular Senko, there's a skinny side, which is like the pointy side. And then there's a fatter side, which is just the regular kind of like circle. And on the fatter side, you just stick almost just like a nail or even an I just sticks nails in like small uh, finished nails okay. and just stick it in the end and you're good to go. You cast it out and... Uh, the worm will actually float down kind of almost vertical and it will hit bottom. If you're fishing deeper water, you don't have to wait for however many seconds for it to reach bottom. And it's, it's almost a faster way of fishing a wacky rig, but the weight also helps makes a better presentation as well. Maybe, maybe if a wacky rig ain't working for me, I can give that a shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, how are you working that? Are you, you like just giving it a couple pops or are you dragging it or how, how's that work i uh, i'll do both i'll drag it sometimes but my favorite way of fishing it is almost kind of working it like a jig uh giving it maybe a couple like drags and pops at the same time because when you give it a pop off the bottom the wacky rig will kind of float down to the bottom and it will like shake or like shimmer a little bit and it'll Give off just a little bit of action, especially with that nail weight in. You got a big tournament coming up, don't you? I do. I do oh. in November. Yes, the Tournament of Champions uh, hosted by Hobie Fishing. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It's like an invite-only tournament? It, it to is. I was, yeah, I was uh, super grateful to qualify. I Actually, I missed the qualification by one at Kentucky Lake. I got seventh and top six went, and... I was lucky enough to qualify on Lake St. Clair with my dad, actually, which was a really cool experience. I'll That's never forget sweet. that. Yeah, it was awesome. So your dad's going too? He is, yeah. He qualified on Lake St. Clair as well. So oh, it, that's, that's... it was awesome. So you, uh, where where'd you say that that's going to be at? It's, um, the Tournament of Champions is on Lake Wachita in Arkansas. Hot Springs, Arkansas. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, you're probably pretty stoked for that one, huh? I'm so excited for that one. That's all I can think about. During school, I'm just on maps looking at Wachita, <laughs> <laughs> looking up videos, and it's I'm super excited. Uh, I bet. I bet. Now, I, I'm not too familiar. Well, I'm not too familiar with any tournament series, but, but with – I'm. Really, I'm familiar with Hobie. Now, with this tournament, if you win, do you get to get to go to Hobie Worlds next week, next year? I'm almost positive. I th I think so. I could be wrong, but I know with um 
all of like their regular season opens, like the uh, Bass Open Series Hobie came out with this year, every winner of one of those events go to goes to Hobie Worlds. So I'm I'm guessing at the TOC first place will go to Hobie Worlds, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, w- I would think so. Mm-hmm. That that right there would be an awesome, awesome uh, thing right there. I'd, probably a couple months ago, I talked with Obity Williams, and you know he just went to Hobie World right not too long before uh, I interviewed him, and he made it sound like it was just amazing. So that would be really cool. That he got to be. go to Australia. <laughs> Awesome. That's yeah. That that would be a dream come true for me for sure. That's definitely one of my lifelong goals in kayak fishing. Yeah, I I hope to uh, see your name at the top of that leaderboard when we come to it. Uh, <laughs> now I know you're probably not going to want to go too in depth with, with this because you know obviously you don't want to give the competition any answer oh, or anything. Uh, you you want to talk about like a little bit how you're gonna approach that tournament? Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, I don't know. I definitely lo- like to find deeper water closer to shore. If that makes sense, especially in the winter time. I really like finding deeper water closer to shore and like rock ledges almost. Throwing a Ned rig or even a shaky head or a deep diver even that's that's what I'm going to do during practice. And if that doesn't work out, then I'm going to have to find like offshore or something, but I I'm hoping that's going to work for me, but it's, it's going to be a good time no matter what. I mean, it's such, it's such a privilege to have qualified amongst like 49 other spectacular anglers. So I'm just, I'm just going to go down there and have, it's going to be a great time. Yeah, man. That's really cool. And, and, uh, how, how many other anglers are there that, that are going to be in this that are only 16 years old. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, I mean, oh, it, it's so awesome. Yeah, I'm really blessed. I can't, I mean, I'm just cheesing right now thinking about it. <laughs> are, are you going to be fishing in the turkey bowl? Or is that going to be? I'm not, because that's actually um, the same date as the Tournament of Champions, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. No, if I'm going to have to miss it this year. <laughs> You, you, you were there last year, right? Yeah, we fished it last year. I, I was on a team with uh, Aiden Darlington and Andrew Redeker. I guess you had fun. to miss out this year. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I understand you missing it, though, going to the Tournament of Champions. Is there any other uh, fall fishing tips you got? I, uh, I mean, I fished, like I said, I fished the Columbus Day KBF Challenge. Uh, I want to say two weeks ago yeah and uh i was actually catching them on a fluke as well i was catching them on like a soft plastic jerk bait i was fishing it uh pretty shallow i was four or five feet deep and i actually caught one that was 21 and a quarter doing that which surprised me because i was only using a i was using 10 pound line which i don't really use that much on a bait caster and I was using a 610 Mojo Bass, like medium rod, I think. So it, it was a it was a heck of a fight. So I caught. That I got, sounds yeah, like it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty crazy um, to get them. I, it was Sunday. It was the last day of the tournament, so it helped me out quite a bit. It was fun. 
for sure. But and then I also caught a few uh, dragging a Texas rig Stenko using like a quarter ounce weight on it, pegged weight on it, and just dragging it on the bottom and got a couple that way. See, I, I actually caught my first Texas rig fish not too long ago. I, I'd, I'd never caught a fish Texas rig till um, probably been about a month now, something like that. Okay. Uh, a bunch of us here at Paddle and Fan, we met up at Dale Hollow Lake, and uh, and uh, Justin uh, Justin Marshall and Brad Hicks were like wearing them out in the grass with with a Texas rig worm. Really. And so I I had to try to get on board, and I ended up getting one on it. It's pretty oh, excited about that. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw pictures of you guys down there. That looked like a really fun time. Man, it it was it it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Brian Schiller wasn't able to make it. He was supposed to go, but some stuff came up. He wasn't able to make it. But uh, the rest of us guys that ended up coming, you know, we we had a good time. We had a a big cabin, and you know, we just hung out. And uh, we 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 were messing with. Uh, there was a lot of frat boys from the University of Kentucky that were there for the weekend. <laughs> like this, and at night it's it's like really late, and all just walking around the campground and everything. And they're going from cabin to cabin partying, and <laughs> some of them come up to our cabin thinking we're one of the cabins, and, uh, and we're like, no, we're just a bunch of old people up here. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds like fun. <laughs> Is it's it's fun like kind of messing with them and uh and then getting out there and fishing and stuff awesome. but um uh, you know i i'm kind of interested in this wacky rig thing i don't think i've actually had anybody come on here and talk about it so and, and i didn't ask you when we were talking about it what what's the setup you're using on that I'm using a, I'm almost positive it's a, it's a 610 uh, medium rod, medium uh, plastics rod, I believe, or no, Wacky Rig Rod by um, St. Croix Mojo Bass. So it's their Wacky Rig st- okay. uh, signature rod. Uh, what, what? real ratio are you, it, 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 are you using a spinning rod or baitcaster uh when i use a wacky rig i use a spinning rod i'd use a i have a like a 2500 shimano stratic on there i really like oh, shimano reels what what uh gear ratio is i'm not sure what my spinning reel is i don't i don't know the gear ratio on that but i know <laughs> i know if i'm uh Using uh, a Texas rig Senko, I use my 7-1 plastics rod, St. Croix Mojo Bass, and that reel is a 6-3 to 1, or 6-4 to 1, I want to say, or something like that. All right. So, um, what, what, what kind and what size line are you using with that? I, I only use Seaguar. I particularly, uh, with my... Uh, Spinning reels, I really like using 10-pound fluorocarbon, a Seaguar red label. And then for my bait casters, I love using 15-pound Seaguar red label. 
I just feel, I feel comfortable using 15 pound. If I hook into a big fish, I can, and I'm in a tournament and I can just kind of not really horse them in, but get them in and feel good about it after I hook at them, I guess. Well, let's break down a little bit more on the chatter bay with what's kind of, kind of set up you use on that. I know we got, uh, Brad Hicks's input on actually, I think I forgot to ask what real ratio he has on that. Cause I was kicking myself after <laughs> I done interviewing him cause I forgot to. So, so yeah, if you don't mind, break down the setup you got for, uh, for Chatterbait. Yeah. So the rod I use is an Avid X by St. Croix. It's a seven foot medium, heavy power, uh, rod. I really like that cause it has a sensitive tip. It's, has a sturdy bottom to it and allows you to reel in the chatterbait pretty fast without the tip really bending. It's a sturdy rod. And then reel, I'm using a Lose Tournament Pro with it. And it's a, I'm pretty sure it's a six, three to one gear ratio reel. I know it's a six gear ratio reel. Uh, and I'm just using 15 pound uh, Seaguar Red Label on it as well. But I like the I like that lower gear ratio uh, reel with my chatterbait because it allows me to almost feel like I'm reeling fast, but at the same time, the chatterbait's not going as fast as I'm thinking it's going. Because I I like reeling pretty fast when I'm using moving baits, and it helps me using that low gear ratio reel because when I'm reeling fast, the chatterbait's actually kind of going in slow to moderate moderately fast yeah okay you, you just answered my next question because i was gonna <laughs> ask you what like it seems like all your gears or all your reels are like ratios yeah uh, how, how many rods are you carrying with you when you're on uh during practice i'll bring eight or nine out it's uh it gets pretty clustery and so during the tournament, well, I guess during practice, I choose, I select rods that I'm going to use and or see which baits I catch them on. And then for tournament day, I only bring those baits and then I'll bring an extra rod with me just in case. So during tournament, like tomorrow, I'm only going to bring six rods because most likely I'm only going to throw like two or three things the whole day. So... <laughs> Only gonna bring six rods. I only bring four with me. Six rods sounds like a lot to me. I wish I was like that. I, I just, I, I always end up using one or two baits the whole day, even when I have like six or seven rods with me. But it just makes me feel like my mindset makes me feel confident when I or like good about myself if I have six rods and I already have baits tied on. So that's why I do it. Well, I, I completely understand that because whenever I go fishing, you know, I only carry four rods with me. Most of the time, I'm pretty much sticking to like one or two of those rods the entire day. You know, I might pick one up for a couple minutes and toss it, but most of the time, it's just one or two that I'm with all day. But it, if that ain't working, I always know I got those two if I need right so I, for sure. I feel what you're saying with that yeah uh how, how are you storing that many rods do you got like a black pack or or something like that or? uh i'm in a hobie or 
when I'm in my boat, I'm in a Hobie Pro Angler 14. So it's, it's 38 inches wide. So it has, it has a lot of room to put your rods on the side because I don't, I have an H crate, but I don't like putting my rods in that H crate because I've had a lot of times where I wasn't really paying attention and I casted back and snapped a rod tip because my lure hit the rod or I birds nested. So I lay my rods kind of like in order, I guess, from on the, I'll lay them next to me, parallel to me, and I'll lay them in order from the ones on the bottom are the ones I'm probably not going to use. And then as you stack them up, the lures I'm most likely going to use, I guess. So that's just how I do it, I guess. Well, that's, that's cool. So you got them in order where like, hey, this ain't working. Just grab the next one in line, cast it. It's not working and grab the next one in line, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, we uh, so we were talking about you know tackle storage and 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 what and Brian was. So I, I was just curious about the, how how much uh, how much like tackle and and baits and all that are you carrying with you on the water. I bring, I have a, I think I got it from Gander Mountain. I bring a pretty big tackle bag that has eight or nine uh, Plano boxes in it. I think they're like 2400s, I want to say. I, that could be the wrong size, but eight or nine Plano boxes. And then my whole front hatch, my Hobie Pro Angler 14, is filled with soft plastics. Like, it's jam-packed, so... I bring almost all of the tackle I have besides a few things just so in all scenarios I have what I need, I guess, or I think I have what I need. <laughs> now, do you do something like, uh, like Sam Jones? He's, he said, you know, he's got, he's got all kinds of tackle and stuff and he'll take it out there on the water with him when he's pre-fishing for a tournament, you know, he's got all that, but when he kind of figures out what he's wanting to throw, he's got some other boxes that he starts putting those go-tos in. Do you do that? You like I, pull out the stuff you're going to use and keep it separate? I don't necessarily do that. Like, that's a really smart idea. I should do that, actually. Like, I might take that into mind. But uh, <laughs> I don't – I since I'm in my Hobie, I have kind of like a little storage area right where my feet are. So I'll put the things that I think I'm going to need the most just kind of in that storage, like my soft plastics. Like if I'm catching them on Sankos, I'll put a couple bags of Sankos in there and some wacky rig hooks and just like that, I guess. But when I do pond fishing tournaments, I fished Pond Warrior uh, a couple times this year and a couple times last year. I'll actually do what um, Sam was doing and put – I don't know, a couple chatter baits in a box, spinner baits and swim jigs or whatever, and just put them in one plano box so I don't take up a bunch of storage bringing everything. How, how long have you been bass fishing? I started when I was about five years old, and I've loved it ever <laughs> since. I've loved it ever since. Yeah, and I started kayak fishing. It's been 
three years ago now. So it's been so, very awesome. Very awesome. So, you, like, when you say you started at five years old, are you saying art, artificial lures, bass fishing, or were you using, like, live bait fours back then? I, from what I can remember, I would just look forward to my dad coming home every day after work, and we we would go to, we have three ponds in our neighborhood that we would go to, and we just use, like, bagel and hot dogs, and I would love to catch catfish. That was my favorite thing ever. <laughs> I thought they fought hard, and they were fun, and they were super easy to catch. You go to the pond and catch, like, three or four of them in, like, half an hour, but... uh Artificial lures, I want to say around 8 to 10 years old. And then it's just, I've it's, loved it's, it ever since. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Finish. Oh, I was just going to say I, I've loved it ever since. And it's always been a dream of mine to do it in college and even have more opportunities past that. And I just, I couldn't be more blessed to where I am right now. And do you uh, have you gotten any college offers or anything yet? Where, I've been where are you sitting at with that. I've been looking at a couple colleges and talking to a few. Uh, I've definitely, definitely would be a dream of mine to go to college and fish in college. That's my that's my goal right now. That's my um, life goal right now. Well, I I think you have very high chances from what I've seen, and. Uh, I actually just read uh, Dylan Fuqua. I, I hope I'm saying that right, but uh, yeah, Dylan, Dylan Fuqua, yeah, or Fuqua. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I I've been listening to Brian Schiller too much. You know, he likes to mispronounce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I think he just got a scout uh, for mission. So he, I, I figured you'd be right behind him. He did. Yeah, he actually got a full ride scholarship. I think it I think it was full ride to Bethel University in McKenzie, Tennessee. So that was super awesome to see that. Yeah, so you'll probably be right behind him. You know, you'll probably it, uh, uh, Is he 17? Is is that it? He like a year older than you? Or? He's actually 15. He's a year younger. He's 15. Yeah, he's 15. Uh, yeah. Who is 17? There's one of y'all that's 17. Maybe I just heard you saying before that you were uh, almost 17. Maybe that's what uh, it was. <laughs> but yes, like, both y'all seems really awesome. Y'all are just so young, uh, and y'all kicking butt everywhere y'all go. Uh, seems we, like. we, we appreciate that. It's, it's so awesome to see all of the respect we get, and we just couldn't be more grateful as youth anglers in this sport. It's it's super cool. And you know, I I think it's awesome how much like respect that you have because, you know, I mean if we're being honest, youth these days kinda get a bad rap. Everybody's like, Oh, oh kids these days don't have any respect and you know, somebody sees you like you're you kinda prove that wrong. You you you're uh. very respectful. <laughs> And uh, very humble and just all around good guy. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Right back at you. you. You seem like a really good guy. And yeah, we we but, definitely need to get out fishing sometime in the future. Oh man, I'm completely down. Uh, I 
I've I've got family up in Evansville, Indiana, so you know we yeah. might have to have to meet you know somewhere up there in Indiana sometime and and uh, go out there and you can show me how to catch some fish. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that would be that would, that sounds like fun. But uh, yeah, it was. Is there anything else you'd like to uh, bring up or talk about or anything? I think, I mean, I'm just, like I said, I'm just super grateful to be like where I am today and all these tournaments and all of the amazing anglers out there that act as role models to me, like Christine Fisher, Jamie Dennison, Ron Champion, Jay Wall. I could go on and on and on. I mean, the kayak fishing community, like, yourself like having me on your podcast tonight i mean every everyone in this community is just so awesome and i've never seen a community like this before everyone's so kind and like for i had a uh i don't mean to go off topic but i i had a charity tournament uh about a month and a half ago and we had a hundred 37 anglers sign up and we raised three thousand dollars for charities so that just goes to show how amazing the kayak fishing community is and it's it's so awesome and that that is really cool because i know you were you were shooting for a hundred anglers to be in mm-hmm. that and um people that listen to this podcast regularly they they know we you know advertise it a trying to get more people to sign up so, like, it, it felt good to know we're, uh, you know, we were trying to help this charity tournament, trying to, you know, do something good. And, uh, and it felt awesome that you made your mark that you were going for, plus some, you know, that was, that was super cool. Oh, it was amazing. And, yeah, I appreciate, like I said and, before, I really appreciate you all at Paddle and Finn for promoting this tournament and making it as good as it was. Can't thank you all enough. Well, I, I, I don't know how much we really came into play on helping with it, but we, we, uh, we really liked being able to be a part of that and, uh, and try to promote it and help out. And I think it's really awesome. Like going back to like you being so young, like being 16 years old, and you're worried about putting a charity tournament. Like, that's awesome because I, I don't picture 16-year-olds worrying too much about charity. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't think uh, I was too worried about, you know, like, oh, let me go find, go start a charity event with something. Now, when I was 16, I was worried about, you know, music and, you know, girls and, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, but, I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's been an awesome journey for for sure, and I just I just like I keep saying it, but I just realize how grateful I am, and I just want to give back to everyone else that aren't so grateful and don't have the opportunities that I have. Well, that's an awesome mindset to keep. You know, just keep spreading that positivity and and you know that just that aura you give off. You give off like a great aura of very friendly person and everything. Oh. So it's... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but uh, with that being said, you know, you want to shout out sponsors, social media, all that good stuff. 
I do. I have a, an awesome team of sponsors that show me so much support. I have St. Croix Rods, Dry Dock Marine Center, Hobie, Calcoast Fishing, Fishing Online, Trocar, Eagle Claw, Picasso Lures, Ram Mounts, Bayou Bugs, and last but not least, Tourney Tag. So I, I am super fortunate to have all of the support I do, not only from my sponsors, but from my family and friends. And it's just been an awesome journey. And it's, it keeps getting better each year. And I'm, I'm super excited to see what next year has in store. Cool. Um, you want... You want to shout out social media where people can follow you? or I mean, I know you've been on here before. and Just in case we got a new <laughs> listener no. you know, coming on this. Yeah, I have a, I have an Instagram. It's uh, just Jackson or Fishing, uh, no spaces. And then my Facebook, I think, is just Jackson or Jackson or Fishing. You'll be able to find it. But, yeah, those are my social media platforms. So. All right, well, um Appreciate you uh, coming on here and, you know, giving us a little bit of your fishing knowledge and all that. Uh, uh, no, I, I'm going to go I've, over. Uh, no, you got it. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go over our uh, show sponsors real quick. We got uh, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Jigmaster Jigs. Don't forget to use uh, promo code PNF20 to get 20% off. And um, when this episode airs, you'll only have like two more days left, maybe one more day, to uh, order from Jigmasters and get free shipping. They got free shipping all of October. October's almost over, so get those uh, jig orders in. And you can also use the PNF twenty and get twenty percent off on top of the free shipping. So make sure you jump on that. It's a good. Even if you order, you know, two or three jigs, you know, don't cost that much. It's, it's a good way to try them out. And trust me, you're going to fall in love with them just like all of us here at Paddle and Ben have. Um, we got hammered lures. Don't forget about their use soft plastics uh, recycling program. Save all your soft plastics except for the Z-Mans. Put them in a bag, a box, whatever you want to put them in. Ship them to the address in the show notes. He's going to melt them down. They uh, make new soft plastics out of them and donate those to Heroes on the Water. Uh, you can email the show paddleandfin.gmail.com. Check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Uh, we got blogs, got all of our gear, all the host gear on there that we use. We got on there, you can check it out. Uh, if the platform you listen to us on allows you to rate and review us, uh, please go take a couple minutes, give us a rating, give us a review that helps us get out to more people, and uh, that really helps us out. But other than that, guys, thanks for tuning in. Tight lines and smooth paddling. What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the paddling fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to paddle the letter N in fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. 
But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.